Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on the second epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, God's People Live by God's Word, preached September 9th, 2018. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. God's people live by God's word, meaning God's people obey God's word and walk in the straight and narrow way that leads to heaven, to eternal life. This is how you find out whether you are God's people. Do you love the word of God? Do you believe the word of God? Do you obey the word of God? God's people are those who are born again of the Holy Spirit. Who live by true repentance, not fake. And saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who obey the scripture all of life. By the power of the Holy Spirit. No regeneration means what? No living by God's word. Such people are spiritually dead. But alive in their sin. Dead toward God. No interest in God. But very active in sin. My teacher, the great preacher of the 20th century, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones said, In the Bible, we have the only account of God that man has. The scriptures. Point number one, the word, the light in a dark world. God has given us his one book consisting of the Old and New Testaments. His inerrant, listen sir, infallible word in which God's people delight. It is our counsel book. It tells us How to make decisions. In the Bible God speaks to us. And we hear and do. Jesus obeyed fully and perfectly the scripture. Accomplishing our redemption. And proving the absolute authority of the Holy Scripture. So we read in John 8.29 The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always do what pleases him. And John 14.31 The world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. That is in the Holy Scripture. 
John 17:4 I have brought you glory on earth how by completing the work you gave me to do the work of atonement and he died having said this tetelestai it is finished what is finished the work god gave him he finished by his death jesus and the apostles confirmed the authority of the prophetic writings of the old testament prophets spoke about the sufferings of the messiah that is his first coming in the fullness of time and the prophets spoke the glories that would follow his second coming and let me read to you first peter 1 verse 10 through 12 concerning this salvation the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the spirit of Christ that is he is the author in them was pointing when he predicted that is the holy spirit predicted notice here now predicted what the sufferings of Christ first coming and the glories that would follow it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the holy spirit sent from heaven so the old testament predicted the coming of the messiah and the first prediction is found in genesis 3:15 and i will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers he that is jesus christ will crush your head and you will strike at his heel and it was fulfilled galatians 4 4 through 5 but when the time had fully come god sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights as son and you can read isaiah 53 psalm 22 Isaiah 7:14 virgin birth Isaiah 9:6 Psalm 16:10 about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and so on But listen to what Jesus said in John 5:39 You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life these are the scriptures that testify about me 
And John 5:46, if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. Romans 15:8, Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth. Notice to confirm the promises made to the patriarchs. Christ's first coming confirmed the Old Testament promises. And Luke 24, 25 through 27, listen, sir. If you are not born again, you will not listen. It's the most boring thing. Luke 24, 25 through 27, Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart. Speaking about us, uh, dull. We are dull, sir. We need Holy Spirit, is that true? How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things? And then enter his glory. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. Luke 24, 45 through 47, then he opened their minds. Sir, unless the spirit opens your mind, you don't understand anything. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scripture. He told them, this is what is written, that the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. The apostles saw Jesus transfigured before their eyes. Which was, I said, a foreshadowing of his second coming in glory. This apostolic testimony gave proof that Old Testament prophets prophesied truth by the Holy Spirit's total control. Their prophecies received its first fulfillment. In the incarnational life, death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Friends, listen, logic, sir. If their prophecies of the messianic sufferings came true, then their prophecies regarding the messianic glories shall most certainly come true. When Christ comes again, Matthew 24 and 25. Friends, understand one thing. God cannot lie. Titus 1 verse 2. Let God be true and all men lies. Romans 3, 4. Scripture is God's word. God is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John fourteen six. 
Sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. All his promises will be fulfilled. And the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 1, 24, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Devil is a liar. He is the father of all unbelievers. He is a murderer from the beginning. Not holding to the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of all lies. When your children lies, they are inspired by the devil. Deal with it severely. Jesus said, the day you eat thereof, you will surely die. The devil said, the day you eat thereof, you will surely not die. Devil negates what God says. That means any person who will not believe in the authority of scripture is inspired by the devil. So we must pay earnest attention to the words of the prophets and the words of the apostles because all scripture is God's word. The whole Bible is God's word. You want proof? I'll give you proof. Second Peter 3, 2. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Second Peter 3, 15 and 16. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation just as our dear Brother Paul also wrote wrote you with wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand. Now listen. Which ignorant and unstable distort Distort as they do notice other scriptures. This means apostolic writings are scriptures. This world is a dark place. The devil rules this world. First John five nineteen we know that we are children of God. And that the whole world is under the control of the evil one, the devil. In the high priestly prayer in John 17, Jesus did not pray for the world. He prayed for us who are given to him out of the world. The elect people of God. 
the people of the world are dead 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 in their transgressions and sins and they obey fully and completely the devil Ephesians 2 1 through 3 false religions false theology of Christianity philosophies psychologies and science give no light Jesus is the only light in the world. He is revealed in the inspired writings of the Holy Bible. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Are you a disciple of Jesus? If not, you walk in darkness, you stumble and stumble and fall and go to hell. And Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Ephesians 5, 8, 8 through 10. Now listen, sir. For you were once, what sir? Darkness. But now you are light in the Lord through regeneration, sir. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. You see the difference? Light, darkness. Light, death. Heaven, hell. It is no little different. Total, radical, fundamental difference. As you live your life in this dark world. Also true believers who live a holy life according to scripture are according to Jesus the light of the world Matthew 5.14 you are the light of the world a city on a hill that cannot be hidden Matthew 5.16 in the same way let your light shine before men by your faith and your life that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You see, it is difficult to hear the preached word. It's a difficult text, but you must focus. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Second Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. To give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Regeneration, sir. Paul reasoned in the synagogue, proving Jesus is the promised Messiah, who by his death and resurrection in our behalf offers us justification, the complete forgiveness of sins. Acts 17, 2 and 3 
as his custom was paul went into the synagogue on three sabbath days he reasoned this is the reasoning sir the old testament promised a messiah who would suffer who is perfect in holiness never sinned as god man and he would die and he will be raised upon the third day according to the scriptures and nobody else was raised up but jesus this is the proof jesus alone was raised from the dead his body never saw decay you want to know how he argued and reasoned in the synagogue a bright man here it is acts 26:8 why should any of you consider it incredible now listen that god raises the dead god of genesis 1:1 God who made the whole worlds by his word and also saint peter by the spirit reasoned let me read to you acts 2:23 and 24 this man was handed over to you by god's set purpose and foreknowledge and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross but god raised him from the dead freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him acts 3:21 he must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets is going to come again sir and he said first peter 2:24 he himself bore our sins in his body on a tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed saved the apostolic message confirmed the veracity of the prophetic word listen so as true born again spirit filled believer we can live in a dark world of moral depravity by what sir walking in the light of the holy scripture there is no other light proverbs 4:18 through 22 the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn shining ever brighter till the full light of day but the way of the wicked is like a deep darkness they do not know what makes them stumble my son pay attention to what i say listen closely to my words do not let them out of your sight keep them within your heart 
for they are life to those who find them and what sir health to a man's whole body in other words you go ahead and eat vegetables but the first thing live in the light of god's word in this dark world of moral total moral depravity number 2 we live in obedience to scripture until the day dawns when we will have fullness of light 1 Corinthians 13:12 says now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror then we shall see face to face that is the return of Christ now i know in part then i shall know fully even as i am fully known we live the life of obedience to scripture until we die and go to heaven or until the second coming of christ in glory that is until the day dawns the day of christ coming and until morning star rises in our hearts until the day dawns means second coming second peter 3:10 but the day of the lord will come like a thief heaven will disappear with a roar the elements shall be destroyed by fire Hebrews 10:25 let us not give up meeting together as some are in a habit of doing but let us encourage one another all the more as you see what sir the day approaching Romans 13:12 night is nearly over the day is almost here So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Until the day dawns and what else? Until the morning star, who is the morning star? Jesus Christ. Rises in our hearts. Malachi 4:2 But for you who revere my name the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall luke 178 because of the tender mercy of god by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven romans 22:16 i jesus have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches I am the root and the offspring of David the bright and morning star and mark 13:26 at that time men will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory do you think about the coming of christ or at least think about you are going 2000 years went by he hasn't come but people were going 
out of this world forever. Your day is coming, sir. Maybe today. Revelation 1.7 says, Look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Every eye will see him. You don't want to believe that? First Thessalonians 4, 16, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with the loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God and dead in Christ will rise first. First Corinthians 15, 52, In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound the dead in will be raised imperishable and will be changed. Philippians 3, 20 and 21, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious bodies. This is the hope of the glory of God. Number three, the authority of scriptures. The second Peter chapter one, verse 20 and 21. You read Westminster Confession of Faith. The first chapter is not about Jesus Christ, not about God but about the authority of scripture in which God himself is speaking, sir. Not even the pastor. God himself is speaking in the word. Friends, we are to know one thing in this world, the Holy Bible and its authority. In the scripture, God triune, infinite, personal, holy, almighty, omniscient, everywhere present, creator, redeemer, covenant, God is speaking with all authority. You read today the Bible. Did you hear the voice of God Almighty? And we hear his word and work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The scripture did not come to exist by prophet's own understanding like his brilliance, ingenuity, his imagination. Scripture did not originate in man's mind as unbelieving theologians and pastors imagine. Remember Professor Ita Linnemann, highly educated in theology. And then God saved her and he said, burn all my books. And she told me she's going to write another book, which you can read. For all the books she wrote were against the authority of scripture. She was here. She spoke to us. And people from all around the world, they are reading it. 
what she said. Martin Lord Jones said this, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture originates as the result of private determination. And I say, nor holy scripture is the result of evil spirits activity. Have you been reading about evil spirits activity in Jeremiah, sir? Let me read Jeremiah 23:16 through 18. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. Why? They are prophesying of the devil. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds. Not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me. The Lord says. You will have peace. And all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts. They say no harm will come to you. But which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord. To see or hear his word who has listened and heard his word prophecy sir the scripture of the Old Testament and New Testament was never brought by the will of man never had its origin in the will of man scripture is the written revelation of God's mind to man But holy men spoke from God, who is the source, as they were under the complete control of the Holy Spirit. They, that is the human authors, were passive. They were borne along, carried along by the Holy Spirit, who was active. Yet human authors were also active. They spoke and wrote scripture. And the end product was what sir? The word of God in its totality. That's why God sent me to Westminster Seminary where they taught the absolute authority of scripture. God himself speaks through the mouth of Moses, Isaiah, Peter, and Paul, and others. We are told in Hebrews 3 verse 7, so the Holy Spirit says. Hebrews 10 15, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. Holy Spirit says in the scripture. Second Samuel 23 verse 2 the spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. Deuteronomy 8.3 he humbled you causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your fathers had known to teach you That man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Did you hear him speak to you? 
today as you read i heard him so second peter 121 says for prophecy never had its origin in the will of man but men spoke from god as they were carried along by the holy spirit as the ship was carried along by the wind acts 27:15 and 17 it's not man's words sir. and you are to work out your salvation with fear and trembling children obey your parents obey your leaders and submit to them the basis of our salvation is the perfect righteousness of god man jesus christ but the proof of our salvation is our obedience to the word of god if you don't obey jesus christ in the word you are not saved second timothy 3:16 and 17 quickly sir all scripture is god breathed god spoken and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness and so on this verse speaks about few things number 1 extent of inspiration what's the answer sir all scripture character of scripture god breathed the pneustos means god spoken number 3 prophet of scripture what is it prophet let me tell you four things for teaching for rebuking when you sin for correcting bring you back to the narrow and straight way of god and finally training in righteousness to form new habit in you doing what is right in the sight of god kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit what's the purpose finally sir that every true believer be fully furnished to do every good work Ephesians 2:10 says for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that is to obey God good works which God prepared in advance for us to do sir what's the purpose of human existence to obey God Philippians 2:12 and 13 therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed not only in my presence but now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation house with fear and trembling for it is god who works in you both to will and to do his good work and now the conclusion sir holy bible alone is the word of god because the bible speaks of itself as the word of the lord 
Thus says the Lord, the burden of the Lord, it is written, and New Testament quotes Old Testament hundreds of times as proof. All scripture is God-breathed. Holy Spirit says, if promised Messiah came in sufferings, as prophets prophesied, what's the conclusion? He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, to create a new heaven and a new earth, a sinless earth to dwell with his people and elect angels for all eternity. That is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let me ask you some question. Do you read the Bible daily? To practice Matthew 7.24 To hear and do God doesn't beg He commands In the scripture To repent To believe To love and so on Have you done so? Do you practice holiness As you wait for the second coming? Or at death, you leave the world to be with him in heaven. Is your church a part of Christ's holy church where the word of God is preached by pastors sent by Christ or a synagogue of Satan where pastors entertain you to make money? Do you seek counsel of the word from the council of elders? They are men of God. Men of God has the word of God for the people of God. You don't want to go to them because they will speak the word. Are you familiar with the presuppositional apologetics of Professor Cornelius Van Til of Westminster Theological Seminary. You can read it. God raised this man up. Either you think autonomously or as Van Til said, You think God's thoughts after him in submission to God's word. He presupposes the scripture. He doesn't submit to rationalism of Princeton. Number of professors came out to establish Westminster Seminary to teach the Bible and interpret the Bible. And this is the biblical apologetics. Why should any of you consider incredible 
that God raises the dead, that God created the world out of nothing. Hebrews 11.3 By faith we understand the universe was formed by God's command. Faith in God. Infinite, personal, triune, all holy, almighty, every present, all knowing. God. This is the presupposition of a true Christian. And finally, let me ask you, do you walk in the light of the Holy Scriptures? 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sins. May God help you to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for enabling me to preach the word to your people. Bless them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.